Guys, good morning. Uh, I'm going to ask you a loaded question based off last week's sermon. How are you? <laughs> Somebody said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm not answering that question. Uh, guys, of course, last week as we started this uh, kind of putting on our new self, talking about how to do that, uh, we talked about lying. And we talked about why that's so important. And we kind of spent the week, I don't know about you guys, but our staff, uh, we sat around and talked like, why is this so hard? And, and we shared stories of catching ourselves. Anybody else catch themselves in a lie this week? You're about to do it. It was about to happen. And you're like, no, I can't say that. Come on, show hands. Show hands. It's different when you think about it, isn't it? So we're kind of thinking about it like you're just on the phone, you're talking to somebody, and then all of a sudden you're like about to say blah, 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 when you don't really have to. You just think it might be a little easier, more comfortable to stretch the truth, right? Which is not truth. And, uh, and so we found ourselves, I don't know about you, but we, we talked about how we find ourselves doing that. Of course, it's important because this is the first step. Right? Paul's saying, hey, listen, because of what Jesus has done for you, you, you now, because he's made you new, because you're a new creation, you now need to walk in newness of life. Step one, stop lying. And, and we talked about why that's so crucial, of course. One, because we now belong to the body of Christ. Um, two, because we're all called to be witnesses in the world. And if you're a witness, you've got to be a truthful witness, right? And, and, and then finally, we talked about, listen, it's, it's really important so that we can distinguish between the voice of God and between the voice of the devil, who is the father of lies. And, and you should never have to go, is, is this God uh, talking to me, or is this the devil tempting me, right? That's, that's not God's will for your life. God's will for your life is you'd be so ingrained in truth that any time the enemy spoke, you'd be like, yep, that's a foreign language to me. That's a foreign language to me. And so, uh, guys, I, I hope that uh, the tools that we gave you this, this week, I hope they've been helping. And uh, this morning, we're going we're gonna to continue some of that heavy hitting. And so I just want to let you know, if you thought last week was difficult, it doesn't get any easier, okay? Uh, it's a new year, learning to put on the new self, and that means we're going to work. And so just like we get up early and read our Bibles or go to the gym, if you guys are still doing that, um, I mean, it is almost... Yeah, it's late January, but you should keep doing it. Don't, don't stop, and don't stop this either. Don't stop this either, okay? Let me pray for us this morning. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for uh, the truth of your word. We know that your word is unlike anything else. We know that your word is alive, that it's active, that it's sharper than a double-edged sword. We know that it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, that we might be equipped for every good work you have for us. That means we need it. God, that means we need it more than anything else. And so, um, by the power of your Holy Spirit, bring this word to life in our hearts that we may yearn for the things of God. Take these hearts of stone and make them beat again. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. 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 And uh, so, guys, if you have your Bibles, we are in the book of Ephesians uh, chapter 4, beginning in verse 17, Holy Spirit. Uh, Come and have your way with us. Teach us the ways of Jesus. And uh, here we go. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17. I'm going to read through 27. And uh, the word of God says this. uh, Paul speaking. He says, therefore, because of everything I've said, because Christ has made you new, therefore I say this, and I testify in the Lord that you should no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their thoughts. They are darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the hardness of their hearts. They became callous and they gave themselves over to promiscuity for the practice of every kind of impurity with a desire for more and more. But that is not 
how you came to know Christ. Assuming you heard about Him and were taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of truth, therefore putting away lying, speak the truth each to his neighbor because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. And uh, that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is that next kind of command. Right? So we start, we've got to put off lying and we have to put on truth. And then the step two, Paul says, and be angry, but do not sin. What on earth does that mean? All right? So three things I want to share with you this morning, and I, I, I'm hoping there, there, there's some freedom that comes out of this. First thing I want you to know this morning is this, guys, that there's a huge difference between feeling angry and acting in anger, okay? It's a huge difference between feeling angry and then, and then acting in anger. I want to be honest with you, it's a tough passage because uh, this is a, an imperative. In, in the Greek, it's an imperative. An imperative is a command. And you go, wait a second, so God's word uh, is a command. Now we could go back, this comes from Psalm 4, and so maybe, maybe it has to do with translation, so people argue about that. But it comes off as an imperative in the Greek, and the imperative, the command is be angry. And you go, what? What? I don't understand that. And, and, and the reason that we struggle with it is, guys, so we have married together. We have done this. We've married together the feelings of anger and then what we do with those feelings when we indulge them, right, the way that we act. So, so we've married the feeling of anger, which is, hey, something happened, uh, something, and, 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 I, and I feel angry. We've married that to what happens when you indulge that feeling and then you act out in anger. We think those two have to be together. And what I'm doing this morning is I'm calling for a biblical divorce, okay? Right. We, we've got to get rid of, of that thought that these two things have to go together because that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible doesn't teach that the, the fact that you feel angry means you have to act in anger. I don't want you to miss what God's saying. So, so literally, uh, God's word says be angry. Now that phrase, the root word of it, actually talks about a natural disposition. So if you were to look at that word, you look up to Strong's definition, you said, where does this word come from? It comes, the root of this talks about a natural disposition within man. In other words, guys, this is going to happen, right? This is going to happen in you. You're going to feel angry, and you're going to feel angry, ready? Because God made you in his image, and God designed you to feel emotions, right? So you're going to feel angry because... uh, We're created to feel the way that God feels. Now, that means that there has to be a pure and right form of every emotion that we experience. There's a pure and right form of anger, a pure and right form of fear, a pure and right form of sadness, a pure and right form of joy. Kind of go through the list. There's a a pure form of every emotion that we experience. Now, because we're fallen, anybody else? Just me this morning, right? Because we're fallen... There are also tainted versions of these feelings, which are usually the ones that we experience, okay? There are some things that we legitimately should not just feel angry about in the world, but we should also be angry about in the world, like slavery, like human trafficking, like the stripping away of the rights of people that were created in God's image. You following me? 
Okay, so there are some things that we should legitimately, those are pure, the Bible says those are pure kind of forms of religion. When you are upset over children that are without parents. You're upset over people that have lost spouses and are alone. The Bible calls this pure religion, right? So it's okay to be passionate about, the, about certain things, to, to let that feeling of angry then turn into action when you say, I'm going to be an advocate for people that don't have a voice, right? So, so there is a form of anger that is, that is good, that is of the Lord. Now, uh, can we confess this morning that's not usually the anger we're talking about, amen? Right? Anybody driven on 35 lately? was not the kind of anger I was feeling. It wasn't from God. I wasn't thinking, you know, the, the injustice of the laws here. I was thinking, God, if I had your power, I would make that person disappear. <laughs> Jesus says anger broods to murder. I'm just telling you. It's like that he warns you. And so uh, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about, about this truth. So the point in all this, guys, the point is, it's possible to feel angry and not indulge those feelings to the point that we act out in a sinful and selfish way, right? Because you see, that the, the feeling of anger, that's spontaneous. You can't do anything about that, okay? When, when something happens and all of a sudden you're like, oh, the, the way you feel, that, that's spontaneous. You, you, you're not going to be able to curb that. You're not going to be able to, you're, the feeling is, is natural. You're going to have the feeling. What you don't have to do is accept the feeling and entertain the thoughts that then ultimately lead to you bursting out and acting out on those feelings. You following me? So what Paul is saying, what he's reminding us of, like you don't have to do that anymore because you're not the old you. Okay, you've been made a new creation. You have a new power that you didn't possess before. Now maybe before that's how you had to act because you felt angry and you were just an animal. Right? And however you feel, by the way, does that describe our world? However you feel, that must be true. And that's, that's animalism, right? And, and yet we have the truth, the true word of God. We are not merely animals. We're not just driven by instinct, but rather we're designed in the very image of God and his likeness. And, and we, because of the power of God, now actually can have control over the way that we act based on how we feel. We have a new power. And that's what Paul's reminding us. So, so we've got to start here, guys. There is a huge difference between feeling angry and acting in anger. That's the first thing I want you to say. Second thing I want to tell you, and I almost left this out, but I just, like, I got to it. I was like, man, this is too important. We've got to say this, all right? Number two, I want you to know that denying that we feel anger is dangerous, okay? To deny that you ever feel angry is really bad news for you and probably the people around you. Okay, and again, I wasn't going to preach this. I was kind of struggling with this. But, but here, here was the, the reason I came back to it, and it's biblical. I, I kept coming back to, God, why, why is this an imperative? Why are you commanding me to be angry? Right? Why, why would you command be angry and, and do not sin? Why is that a command? Why didn't you just say, hey, uh, you know, you're going to feel angry sometimes, but don't act on it. That's bad, bad, bad. Like, God, why do you actually command me to, to, to understand, like, be angry? Why is that in there? And this is what I came back to, ready? Because not admitting that is really dangerous. Suppressing that is, is really dangerous. <laughs> Listen, 
I know tons of believers that think that feeling angry, in fact, not just feeling angry, they also think that feeling depressed or feeling sad, that all those things are sinful the way that you just happen to feel. Friends, what's sinful is what we do with those feelings. Okay? See, anger, they think, is the opposite of love. What I want to show you this morning is anger is not the opposite of love. Hate is the opposite of love. But anger that you stuff down Anger that you refuse to recognize can become the opposite of love because eventually it can breed hate, which is the opposite of love, okay? And this is huge. By the way, science is proving this, okay? Acting like you're not angry, ignoring your feelings of anger can be really dangerous to our own well-being. So I'm going to give you four things that ignoring the way that you feel uh, about anger, say, admitting, hey, I feel angry. Uh, here's four things this can do to you. Number one, number one, it can give you health problems, okay? When we suppress our feelings of anger, uh, it tends to make us stressed. We can have headaches. We can have hypertension, all right? Uh, we can have heart problems. Uh, because of all those things, it can lead to heart disease. And, and check this out. There's actually some new research that says suppressed anger can be a precursor to certain forms of cancer. Hello? So we think cancer is so rampant because all the stuff we put in our foods, which that's probably it, right? But then on top of that, we're just walking around going, it's just not good. It's not good, okay? So that's, that's the first thing, just, just health, right? Second thing, Research is showing us that when we ignore anger, many of us prone to internalizing it. So we take the way that we feel. We're like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. And guess what? We are angry. We become angry at ourselves. And and it's called internalization. It leads to us becoming uh, self-critical, self-hating, self-loathing, self-destructing, and it can lead to depression or even worse. We suppress our anger. Sometimes we don't internalize it. Instead, we project it upon others. I know how I feel. I'm not going to admit how I feel, but I know everybody else feels this way, and they're not admitting it either. And so I know that everybody else is as angry as me, which makes everybody else a threat. Right? So I began to treat everyone else as hostile and dangerous. I began, get this, to even act with a certain level of paranoia towards them, okay? And I even become counter-aggressive. Boy, doesn't that explain our world today? Politics in general? We're paranoid about everybody else and what they think and how they feel. And, oh, I gotta gotta do this. I better carry a gun. I better do this. I better, nope, I gotta, I mean, man, it's all over the spectrum. It's, It's not right or left. Everybody wants to hurt everybody else. Everybody's paranoid that somebody's out to get them, okay? And lastly, right, if we keep ignoring our anger, eventually we'll blow up. Somebody says, well, that's just how I am. I just kind of spout off from time to time, and then it's all over. Shotguns do that too. They leave a lot of collateral damage, right? Listen, it'll hurt you. It'll hurt somebody else. I was reading... uh, this week, and and, uh, somebody said, I guarantee you, he said that out of the, and he was talking about a city, he said, you know, the city I was looking at had 25,000 murders last year. 
He said, not a one of them was caused without an act of anger. Right? Somebody just blew up. They went way beyond what they would normally do. Now, of course, there's probably some sick individuals in there, but just just think about the power of anger. That scares me. It scares me, guys. And so uh, what I'm saying is, is kind of the subtle implication of the text is you are human and you are going to feel angry. Right? You're going to feel angry. The goal is not to ignore the fact that you feel angry. That's not what following Jesus is about. Okay? The new self involves putting off your pride, admitting how you feel, and then learning how to deal with those feelings in a positive way. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's talk uh, a little more, and then we'll get into how to do that. So uh, last thing I want to share with you. Ready? That's kind of like that leads to this. As new creations, we must learn to deal with anger so that it doesn't defile us. Okay, you could also write so that it doesn't define us, so that it doesn't decline us. There's a whole lot of D words you could use there. Uh, As new creations, we have to learn to deal with anger so that it doesn't defile us. And so we can't deny our feelings of anger. We can't suppress them. That's not healthy. But equally unhealthy is we cannot indulge our feelings of anger and begin to run around acting out in anger, blowing up on other people on a consistent basis because that is equally unhealthy not just for those around us, but for us. So if we're going to put off our old ways and learn to deal with these feelings of anger, we have to put on some new mechanisms to deal with it before it destroys us. And I want you to know this morning that it will destroy you. Write this down somewhere. Uh, Anger is addictive. It's real simply put. Just anger is addictive. That's just three words. And I'm not talking about your feelings here. I'm talking about if you indulge your feelings of anger, that will become a destructive cycle in your life that will lead to your decline. Okay, I'm going to prove it to you. I got a chart. I'm going to Ross Perot you this morning. Hey, everybody, look at this chart. Look at this chart. I got a chart here. That you, you guys understand. I can't say that in the, in the later service because the children will not understand. All the youth will be like, who is Ross Perot? Google it, man. Google it. Uh, and so I, I, just want you, I want you to look at this chart. I got a chart for you. Here, here, here's a chart. Uh, and so here's what happens, guys. If, if we begin to indulge our feelings of anger, because we all feel angry. That, that's just natural. And so when you begin to feel angry and then you indulge that anger, you your first step is you embrace it and you begin to say things, well, like, I am just hot-tempered. So, so what you've done is you've taken your feelings and you've allowed your feelings to dictate how you behave. You're declaring, that's who I am. I'm hot-tempered. I'm Irish. I'm, I'm, I've got red hair. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to go, you know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father of four. That's just how it is. I'm a man. I don't like traffic. I'm, I mean, wh- whatever it is, right? And so you say, like, this is who I am. So, so you, you, you begin to embrace it. Now, the more that you embrace it, the more that you act that way. It's just because it's ingrained. This is now your go-to. You are always going to act in anger against people in your life because you have now declared, well, that is who I am. That's who I am. So those actions become ingrained in you. The more you do something, the more likely you'll do something. That's the truth, right? It becomes habitual, and so it becomes ingrained in you. Here's the problem. The more ingrained it is in you, and the more that you respond by acting out in anger, the more you actually begin to embrace and enjoy your role. You actually begin to see yourself as a servant to the people, 
you know what? Everybody needs somebody that'll stand up for them. They'll stand up against the man. They'll stand up against injustice. They'll, they'll, they'll stop that person in traffic that's trying to go down that right lane when they know they're going to have to cut back over to the left. I'm going to pull over here. I'm going to save everybody else behind me. Oh, look at me. I'm a gift I am. It's about as quiet as it was when we were talking about lying. I begin to enjoy it. And here's the problem. Once I begin to enjoy it, I'm one step away from anger being necessary in my life because if I'm not, if I don't have the blood of anger pumping in me, I don't even feel alive anymore. And friend, you think that is impossible. There's no way I could get to that. Better be careful because the devil is waiting and he has done this in countless numbers of people just like you and me. Follow me? Okay, so it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So because it's a big deal, all right, all right, because it's a big deal, I got I to gotta figure this out. So I can't ignore it, right? I can't in, indulge it. And so what do I do? Ready? This is what I do. This is what we're, we're going to figure out how to not ignore it, how to not indulge it, but how to actually deal with the way that we feel. So step one, okay, number one. You have to admit that you feel angry. Admit when you feel angry. Language is really important here. Do not write down, admit when I'm angry. That is not what the slide says. Admit when I feel angry. And so uh, we're going to practice something here this morning. Ready? Everybody repeat after me. I feel angry. Did that feel good? Just do it one more time. I feel angry. Now, why is the language important? Ready? It's important for the sake of distance. When I say I feel angry, I'm intentionally creating distance between how I feel and how I could potentially act. I've, I've created margin for behavior to be curved. You following me? So I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, I'm going to pick on Mark for a second. Mark, when, make something up. When you sent me that email that one time, it made me feel angry. Now Mark, I'm, I'm not angry, but I recognize that I feel that way. And if I don't deal with that right now and talk to you about it, I know that it could fester and become something between us that I don't want it to become. That, do you see how easy that is? Just to simply tell somebody, I'm, I'm not angry at you, but I, I just want you to know that I'm feeling angry and I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to act. I love you. I don't want to act out towards you. I don't, I don't want our relationship to be affected. But these, I, I have these feelings. Could we just talk about it for a second? Is that what you really meant to say? Here's how I received it. And, and, and most of the time that person is going to come, no, that's, I, I didn't mean it like that. I was joking around. Or, or maybe they'll say, well, yeah, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean for you to receive it like that. See, what I, what I was trying to say is this. And, and, and now it's totally different, right? And so the, the very first thing, because if you don't admit that you feel angry, you're going to walk around just being mad at everybody. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
because you walked in here and you are mad at more than a few people. The problem is you haven't admitted that, okay? Anybody else like to try to suppress it and act like it's not there? Come on. Anybody have health problems because of that other than me? I, you guys know I actually had to go to the doctor, right? We went to the doctor. I was on medication. They're like, what is wrong? It's stress. It's stress. It's, what is stress? Stress is like, I'm not dealing with stuff. I'm trying to suppress a whole bunch of stuff. I've had this whole new phase of life where I'm just going to talk about all of it. It's horrible and good. It's great. Now I'm off all medication. I mean, it's awesome. But it's just like, oh, I'm not used to this. I'd rather just go, rah. <laughs> Sir, I don't know if you meant to, but I think you may have accidentally cut me off. Can I talk about how I feel? No. Uh, Okay. Lord's got some work to do still there. Uh, Step one, we need to admit when we feel angry. Okay, step two. Step two, uh, we really need to work on analyzing our anger. And so one of the things we've been trying to give you, again, this whole section is tools to help you deal. And, uh, and so one of the things that we're trying to give you here is tools. And so uh, a big part of all of this, putting on the new self, in, involves taking the time to think through uh, how I feel, why, why I feel that way, and is that of Jesus. And so uh, a, few, a few questions that are on, on your um, sermon notes, uh, kind of on the back there. And so here's some questions I really want you to work through asking yourself um, this week. And so, um, number one, am I angry, right? Am I angry? Am I really, like, actively angry, or or do I feel, do I just feel angry? I feel angry, right? So, second question, why do I feel angry? Why do I feel angry? Uh, Did did, did somebody um, come against me? Is it you know, like, am I in danger? Like, why, why do I feel like, ask yourself that question. It's a hard one to answer, okay? Uh, third one, what caused me to feel this way? What caused me to feel this way? And then finally, here's the kicker, ready? Um, Go look at my men for a second. Men, you ready? Is this self-centered or is this God-centered? Okay, so I feel angry Is this about the kingdom? Am I angry because there are 13 million slaves in the world today still in 2020? Is is this this kingdom? Because if it's kingdom, I need to change the way I'm living. I I need to start giving to some different organizations. I need to be a voice, right? But if it's self-centered, and and don't get those things confused, by the way, right? I I mean, how, how, how often are we like, this is kingdom! I want to hold the hymnal in my hand. It's kingdom, right? That person's in my seat. Everybody knows that's my seat. It's been my seat always. Visitors are supposed to sit over there. Okay. We don't want to, we don't want to confuse those things. We definitely don't want to confuse kingdom things with political things. In the 80s, Christianity became linked because of some figures in America with politics. And we, as Christians, began to declare that if the person that I voted for didn't make it into office, or if this happened, or if that happened, right, that was kingdom. Because we started acting somehow like the United States of America was Israel in the Bible, which we're not. It affects the way that you treat people. It affects the anger in your heart. 
Now I'm angry because I see this as a kingdom issue, not a political issue. You guys follow me? And hear me, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that politics over that do, does have huge kingdom impact, okay? But I'm just saying, like, we, we have to understand that's the truth. And so uh, analyze your anger, okay? It's a big deal. Number three, number three, don't just analyze, but alter. Alter your response to feelings of anger through, uh, we call these de-escalation techniques. Yay! You guys ready? They're on the list. I'll kind of walk you through some of them. Um, So uh, one, this is always a good one, uh, take a series of deep breaths. My wife would remind me that stressful sighs do not count as deep breaths. It's not, it's not what we're talking about. Um, until you're breathing deeply and calmly, you're not done. You're looking for a guideline. Until you can really just flat out close your eyes and... Until your heart rate slows down, you're not done. This is a huge deal, guys. Uh, this is one of the things I, I, I talked about with my doctor um, a couple years ago. He said, like, hey, during the day, this would probably be good for you. Um, this would help cholesterol. This would help, like, this would just help a lot of things going on. It helped the tension. Um, just any time that you're feeling that point, just to take a moment, go, I, listen, I'm busy, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I feel myself just, just to take a moment. Um, it's not Mideastern transcendental meditation. I'm not asking you to do crisscross applesauce and do one of those. Um, I just, just where you are in your car. Um, I find one thing helpful to me, and it doesn't have to be helpful for you. Usually when I'm stressed, I'm like this. And so I, I, when I really get there, I kind of open my palms on my, and lay them on, on my thighs there. And I just kind of open it up, and I, I, just, I breathe like that. And it's just kind of an inward symbol for me. Like, God, I'm not meant to try to have control over this. So I'm going I'm to give it up. I'm going to release it. I'm going to let go. Okay, and so... Uh, so step one, take a series of deep breaths. Um, step two, movement. And I mean this in multiple ways. Uh, number one, you may need to move your butt out of the situation. Okay? So like, this is helpful in marriage too, as long as you talk about it at first. Okay? Like, honey, when I get to a point that I'm about to tear into you, I just need you to know I'm going to take a walk because I love you too much, and it's probably me. I need to go deal with my anger, and so I'm going to go walk out on the property and look at the cows. Right, Pam? I, I know that's how you and James have made it so long. Right? Uh, no. We, just whatever is, is whatever it is. Like that's, we just like, hey, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, I remember when we first got married, this is the way that I dealt with stuff, and I did not communicate that with my wife. And so I came back and she was in tears and thought I was leaving the marriage. And I was like, I, was, I just went on a walk. I was just going around the block. I, did, I, could say, I can say very nasty things. I didn't want to say very nasty things because I love you. And then, so we worked that out. And so now it's, it's like, hey, I'm going to go on a walk and, and let me process this a little bit. And we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk through this. And so, um, so, so literally move yourself out of the situation is always good. So uh, uh, take a walk is great. Um, go for a jog. Uh, if, you, if you're a jogger, uh, go for a jog is good. Uh, move yourself to the gym and lift some weights or do a little class or something. Movement as a whole is, is good. It kind of gets your blood pumping. It can get, get some endorphins going. Um, and, and, and those things help, okay? Those things help. So I encourage you, try, try movement. Um, 
Number three, uh, music, singing, or drawing. Uh, if, you, if you want, if you're a dancer, throw dancing on there. Um, whatever. These, these are things, and, and so we talk about drawing. Uh, adults, when's the last time you got out some crayons in a coloring book? You know what I'm saying? You may think that's crazy, but that when you are just in this point, and you pull out the little stupid you know, 24-pack, uh, and you're like, where is the color I'm looking for? If I put this one and that one, maybe, and so that's where you need the big ones. And, so, and, then, and then just slowly work on staying in the lines. And something about staying in the lines is like, yeah, my anger's gotten a little out of the lines. These feelings I have are kind of over the boundary. And, and there's something about just, just, just do something like that. So give, give that a shot. That's a technique we'll throw out there for you. Of course, guys, prayer and meditation. Um, and I, I put this lower on the list because I didn't want to like be preachy to you. Um, you know, like, hey, why aren't you praying? Uh, but sometimes, can we just admit, sometimes in our flesh, like we know we need to pray, but like, I'm mad, I don't want to pray. Um, and just, it, we need a little time. Ooh, okay, Jesus, I'm sorry. It's not like, okay. So, uh, so that prayer meditation, big one, uh, scripture memory helps there. Uh, and then, um, of course, worship music, that, uh, that's not on the list, but you could listen to worship music. Um, and then uh, the last one, speak with a trusted friend that you, um, that, that you know is not going to tell you, oh, you're, you, you feel great, and those feelings are, t-. you know, like, listen, it, it's okay to have feelings, but the fact that you are, are planning to kill somebody, like, that's not okay. And so you need a friend to go, I understand how you feel. You know what? You're justified in feeling that way. But ultimately, this is how God calls us to deal with it. And so that's really important. Which brings us to our last thing, okay? Is ultimately all that should end up in this one thing, which is then we act in love towards reconciliation. It's the only proper response to get back to, okay? We have feelings of anger. Those feelings of anger in and of themselves are not sin. Indulging those feelings of anger can be sin. Suppressing those feelings of anger, acting like they're not there, that too could be sin, According to our text, if that's a command to be angry, so those things could be sin. Um, but admitting that I feel angry, then, then choosing to de-escalate the situation rather than indulge it, uh, then there's one last step the Bible calls me to, and that step is reconciliation. And so here is what the word of the Lord says. Verse 26, be angry and do not sin. It says, uh, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So there is a time table here. Somebody says, like, would, would I, how, how soon should I reconcile? Ready? Very soon. Very soon. Why? Okay. Why, why is it important I do it very soon? Ready? The very next verse. Okay. Don't give the devil an opportunity. So here's what happens when we don't. When we, now that, that the Bible has like, here's how you deal with it. So, so you guys all know how to deal with it now. So do you know what happens when we choose to ignore God's instructions? What happens? Well, you know, those feelings of anger fester, don't they? Right? Yes? They only fester in my heart. Um, no, they turn into something they shouldn't, Right? Before we know it, we're, we're, anybody ever hold a grudge? All right, got a little grudge? Any, any, everybody begin to think malicious thoughts? Malice is, is in there, by the way, if you read, so don't, don't act in malice. Anybody ever think malicious thoughts towards somebody? Well, that person, they're just a horrible person. I think, hey, Mike, I don't, I think they need Jesus. And, uh, you know, uh, right? All those things happen. 
And why do they happen? They happen because I haven't dealt with my feelings properly. And part of dealing with our feelings properly, if we're going to put on the new self and walk in newness of life, right? Because truth is our foundation now. And part of that truth is I have to tell others how I feel, okay? But I also have to be honest with myself. And the truth of God's word says that after I tell others how I feel, I have to make it right with them. And I have to do it quickly so that I don't give the devil opportunity in my life. Friends, how different would our lives be if we lived by these principles? Just these two. How different would our churches be if we lived by these principles? Just these two. You know what? Pastor, I feel angry. I do. I I feel angry. And I just want to talk to you because I feel angry because I love you. But I want to talk to you. Here's how I feel. Go to your brother or sister. Here's how I feel. I feel like, go to your husband. Here's how I feel. And this is how I receive that. And I love you. And, and, and before we go to bed tonight, I just, I just want you to know that um, this, this happened. And can we, can we talk about that for a minute? Now, that, does that mean it's all necessarily going to be resolved in that moment? Maybe not. But you might be surprised. A lot of ways that we feel can be resolved in, in just a moment of being heard. Just in a moment of, I hear you, I'm, I'm sorry that, that what I said made you feel that way. And, and you know, but no, I love you, right? I love you. And love, what does the Bible say? Covers a multitude of sins. Amen? Amen? Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Can I pray for us? Who's excited about this homework this week? Yeah. Okay. By the way, here's your homework. <laughs> In case you didn't tell. Your homework is to work through that application every single day this week. Every day. So I want you to literally, ready? Keep your sermon notes on you. That's what you're going to do. And keep them on your person. Men, you need to keep it in your wallet. Keep it in your wallet. Ladies, if you're going to keep it in your purse, okay? Put it in the place you can find it in your purse. It's winter. We're carrying our bigger bags right now. So we got scarves and gloves and gum and hand sanitizer and some more hand sanitizer and some wet wipes and some masks to cover our... You know, we've got some things. And so, so put it in a place that you'll find it, maybe in your wallet, whatever, uh, wherever you don't lose things. Uh, keep it on your person. Keep it on your person. Guys, our challenge is just to walk in it, is to walk in it. Um, we're doing this series because we, we believe wholeheartedly that Jesus has better things for us than what we have been settling for and experiencing. When the Bible says that God has abundant life for us, I just imagine a life where I don't feel the need to tell anyone a lie, where I'm honest with myself and with those that I love, right? And where I never let the sun go down on my anger, my feelings of anger. I, I learned to deal with them in such a positive way that people look at me like I'm a, I'm a looney tune. You know what I'm saying? In a, in a positive way. All right. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word this morning. Uh, help us embrace this truth and learn to be angry and yet not sin. And Father, you tell us it's possible. You show us that it's healthy and that it's right. 
God, the problem is we have to commit to it. And so, Father, this morning, just in this moment, would you stir in our hearts a desire to be these kind of people? Because if we are, I believe we can make a huge difference in the world to the point that people will ask us, what is different about you? And we will get to tell them about our Lord and Savior. Jesus, do this in us. Let us walk in this newness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.